0: Goff's Three Minute. story. Cause knowledge is... Oh! Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Every year we celebrate another trip around the sun. As kids, we look forward to it. As you get older, maybe not so much. But one thing's for sure, we all have a birthday. The earliest noted birthdays date as far back as 3000 BC, relating to Egyptian pharaohs. When they were crowned pharaoh, they were considered a god in Egyptian religion, and thus that day was celebrated for the rest of their reign. The day of the coronation was actually more important than the day they were literally born. And annually, that birthday of them becoming a god was nationally celebrated. Now, when it comes to birthday candles, we can actually trace this back to the ancient Greeks. Greeks celebrated and worshipped a myriad of gods, including Artemis, the lunar goddess. During their celebration of Artemis, they would make a moon-shaped cake in tribute to her and cover it in candles to represent the moon's glow. When you blew out the candles, it was another way to send good tidings to the moon goddess. Another use of candles was mentioned in ancient Egypt When a person had a birthday, there would be a lighting of candles as a way to light up the darkness and ward off evil spirits. Gifts and noisemakers were also considered good luck in warding off evil spirits. Candles would continue to be a main theme into the 19th century Germany, when the Germans celebrated Kinderfest, which is the closest holiday to our current celebration, in which a person's birthday, especially a child's, included a cake with candles, corresponding to the number of years that person was alive plus one for good luck. So if you're eight years, turning eight years old, you had nine candles on your cake. This was also the first time cake, as we know it, would be made. Prior to the industrial revolution, sugar and other confections to make a cake sweet were only available to the wealthy. After the revolution, however, sugar became much more common and affordable allowing German bakers to create the cake we know and love today. Romans were actually the first to celebrate the common man, though they only got one. When a Roman male turned 50 years old, he received a celebration and a cake made of wheat flour, olive oil, grated cheese, and honey. Delicious. I would say, since most men did not live to see 50, that reaching it was much more of a milestone then than now. Women, however, did not celebrate birthdays until much later in the 12th century. Now Christians were a little late to the party, so to speak. As many pagan cultures celebrate the birth of their gods, they were not so quick to join in. It isn't until the 300s when the Council of Nicaea proclaimed the open celebration of Christmas in response to the birth of Christ that Christians began celebrating birthdays. Now growing up, somehow, I had been told and believed that every time someone sang the happy birthday song, the guy who wrote it got a nickel. I don't remember who told me this, but for some reason, it was set in my mind. Well, in fact, that's partly right. But one, there were two sisters, and two, that is not the original song. Two sisters from Kentucky Patty and Mildred Hill were teachers and in 1893 they made a song called Good Morning to All to be sung to their students every morning. It became a catchy tune to students across the nation after being published in a book for teacher training. Then in 1924 Robert Coleman changed a few lyrics and published it in a songbook as the happy birthday song. In 1933 it was used in a popular musical. And the Hill sisters sued saying they created and owned the copyright to this song. They won in court and today their estate still receives over $2 million a year in copyright revenue. A few fun facts. The most common birthday in the United States, October 5th, which lines up quite nicely with a New Year's Eve conception while May 22nd is the least common. So whether you are 1 or 92, now you know the story of happy birthday to you. Class dismissed. This podcast, written, produced, and narrated by Isaac Goff in wild, wonderful Wirt County, West Virginia. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle.